Thank you for joining us for the Local Church Podcast. At Local Church, we value each person's unique experience with faith and hope this message impacts you today. Hello, Local Church. Man, I am so honored to be with you today. My name is Dawn Sheree Wilkerson, and I'm sending so much love to you from Miami, Florida today. I love your pastors. Pastors Levi and Nadia are incredible leaders. They're people who are faithful. They're people that are committed. They love Jesus and they love people. And I'm so grateful that today our church communities get to join together to look at the Word of God. You know, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Psalms chapter 118. We're gonna read throughout this chapter today. And I think as you read the words of the psalmist that you're gonna be encouraged in your home, encouraged in your marriage and in your family, in your relationship with your children. This is what it reads in verse 20. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us, you, me, rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Maybe you've sung that. Maybe you've sung those lyrics for your entire life. Maybe you're so used to that scripture. I really believe that today, this scripture is gonna become a revelation in your spirit, that it's gonna breathe strength to every situation that you're facing. I wanna take the next few minutes to talk to you on this thought. This must be the place. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, I thank you for local church. God, I pray that today you would speak to us by the power of your spirit. Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself. God, I pray that you would build us as followers of Jesus. Lord, let it be done in your name. We love you, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. All local church said, amen. You know, I really believe that after the year that we have walked through collectively around the globe, that there has never been a better time for the church to rise with the hope of Jesus. We have to know what we believe. We have to know what the scriptures say about our life and the God that we serve. You know, following Jesus isn't just gathering together on Sunday, but following Jesus, it's a life marked by daily disciplines exemplified by our Savior. If you wanna be a disciple, well, you've gotta be disciplined. And I believe that this is the perfect season for you to dig into those daily disciplines of being a Christ follower. What does it look like to be a Christ follower? Well, we know some of those disciplines are fasting, Sabbath, prayer, worship. But today I wanna talk to you about a specific discipline that I think oftentimes is overlooked and maybe you have considered it shallow, but I think it brings strength into every moment of your day. And that's the discipline of celebration. Today, we're gonna look at the discipline of celebration through the scriptures together. The definition of celebrate is to acknowledge a significant happy day, an event with a social gathering or enjoyable activity. Celebration means to acknowledge someone, to honor or praise publicly. You see, to celebrate, doesn't mean that it's a happy day necessarily. It simply means that you're deciding to be intentional about what you are acknowledging in your heart, with your words, with your actions. Because understand this, what you celebrate, you will 
emulate. I see this, you know, even with my three-year-old son, Wyatt Wesley Wilkerson, that the things I applaud him for are the things that he leans into, that he chooses to value. And in every culture, whether you're in Canada or America or in Africa or in England, it doesn't matter where you are, every single one of us, we get to determine what we celebrate in our culture. I mean, here in America, we love big weddings. Like we love to begin new things. We love to start. We love that fresh page of, okay, today is a brand new day. And so the wedding day is a huge celebration. But friends, how many of you know that the first day of your marriage isn't more important than 10 years into your marriage? Your 10-year anniversary is no less valuable than the first day. It's just that we choose to celebrate the first day more. When we're intentional about celebration, friends, it can be used as a tool, a powerful tool that builds your life. Celebration directs your perspective. Today, I wanna ask you, as you read your Bible and as you look to Psalms 118, what is the perspective of the psalmist? When he writes these words in his journal, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You may say, Don Cherie, it sounds like he's having one of the best days of his life. And to be honest with you, I haven't had a day like that in a really long time. Sounds like he woke up with the news that he got that job or that his family member got the good report from the doctor. Sounds like he woke up with a smile on his face, surrounded by his family and friends that loved him, had a good cup of coffee. But the truth is, to understand the context of the scripture, it was not the best day of the psalmist's life. It wasn't even a good day by most people's standards. In fact, the psalmist was in one of the most desperate seasons of his entire life. He was desperate. He was searching for a firm foundation to stand on. He was, he was looking for something to hold on to. Things were not sure. His life was not secure. All of his life was crumbling around him, but yet, by building his life through the discipline of celebration, he declares, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And his faith and his celebration is literally a tool that is building his very life. He starts and ends chapter 118, by celebrating God. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And then what does he say? His love endures forever. Listen to me today. You actually need celebration in the crossroads of your life. You need celebration in the crisis of life. When you feel pressure from society to fold, when you feel pressure from those around you to go a different path, than what you know God has called you to. You actually need celebration in the most confusing seasons of your life. To live a life marked by day-to-day -day celebration, well, it takes discipline. It's not something that occurs naturally. It's not something that's just like pick up the cake, grab the balloons, we're going to the party. No, friends, it's so much deeper than decorations. No, it's about intentionally sowing your words, intentionally sowing your actions and your thoughts 
your motivation? How are you investing your life? Because today, whatever you're celebrating is what you are building. See, the first thing you need to understand about celebration and its power to build is that celebration builds your values. Listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 118, verse 25. Oh Lord, save us. Oh Lord, grant us success. Some of you this morning, you woke up this morning with that prayer on your lips. God, I need success. I need you to open up that door. I need you to make a way where there is no way. God, I need you to give success in this season. Then he declares, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine upon us. Now, this is beautiful because this is a prophetic declaration from the lips of the psalmist. But he is looking to a day that the Messiah would appear. And when he pins these words, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, we know that in the New Testament, we read of Jesus Christ making his triumphant entry. And as he enters into Jerusalem, that they waved palm branches and they said those very words that the psalmist pinned years before, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You may say, Don Shuri, why is the psalmist having this prophetic declaration in the toughest season of his life? Well, it's simple. He's looking past his, per his current pain to the future that awaits him. And sometimes, friends, we've gotta look past the pain that surrounds us, that pressures us, and we have to look forward to our future hope. You have a future hope. He was looking through the eyes of faith and saying, I may not be able to celebrate my circumstance now, but I'll celebrate what I know is to come. The Messiah is on his way. What are you celebrating? What and who are you celebrating? Because can I be honest with you today? It reveals a lot about who you are. Because whatever you're celebrating, you're actually building. I love, as we look to the many disciplines of Jesus, fasting, it matters. We take the time to fast and pray, worship, submission. All of these disciplines of following Jesus are beautiful. But can I tell you what I love about the discipline of celebration is that it's central to all the other disciplines. You say, Don Shuri, what do you mean? I've never tried to value celebration. Why are you saying that it's such a big deal? All these other things seem so much more important, especially in 2021. Well, friends, you're never gonna be able to walk in strength in all the other disciplines unless you choose to celebrate every step of the way. Your prayer life will be void of joy unless you can celebrate that God has invited you into the presence of the Father, that you are ushered in, not as just someone who's snuck in, but as a son of God, as a daughter of God. If you're not able to celebrate worship, oh, friends, you'll never understand the strength that you wield in your hands as you lift up the name of Jesus. Every single one of the disciplines are strengthened by celebration. Celebration is the only discipline that is central to every other discipline. And you know what I think is cool? 
I love that as you look to the word of God and you go to Psalms chapter 118, that as you open up Psalms 118, that it's literally the center of the Bible. If you were to ask someone to calculate through pages and chapters what the center chapter of the entire book that we call the word of God is, they would tell you that chapter 118 of the book of Psalms is the center chapter. And friends, that speaks to me. And I hope it speaks to you wherever you're watching from today. Because we serve a God that doesn't just tell us to celebrate the beginning, Genesis, that God created something, that it was good, that it was beautiful, and that it was perfect. And you know what? We also don't serve a God that says, you have to wait until the end. You can celebrate when this is all finished, when every tear is gone, when there is no pain, when you are ushered into eternity. But friends, we serve a God that says right in the middle, right in the middle of your mess, right in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your confusion, your questions, your brokenness, your insecurities, right in the middle, you can lift your hands and declare this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And what are you doing? You're building your values. You're choosing to put your faith and your trust in Jesus, and you are building your life even though you may feel like your life is crumbling. You're able to celebrate. At our church since day one, we had these things called family dinners. You know, we started our church five years ago in the heart of Miami, and after a full day of loading into a middle school and loading out, people getting there at five in the morning, staying till 11 o'clock at night, we would have dinner at our house, just pasta or pizza or tacos. And you say, Don Sheree, why would you ever have people come over to your home after they served all day long? Aren't they tired? Don't they need to get rest? But you know, friends, there's something powerful when we would just gather together. And as we take some time to eat and laugh, at some point of the night, we always turn the music off and we look around the room into each other's eyes and we say, let's just take a few minutes. This is a party with a purpose. Let, let's share what we witnessed today. And you know what the cool thing is, is that people have served in all different areas of the church while they're able to share in new kids that someone gave their life to Jesus, that there were five children that surrendered their life to Jesus. Another person pipes up and says, oh, I've been inviting my, my college classmate for five years, and they finally decided to come today. Someone else raises their hand and says, my parents came to church for the very first time. You know what happens as testimony and after testimony floods forth is that all of a sudden the exhaustion starts to fade. And our celebration actually builds our value. It builds our strength. It reinvigorates us. And we don't go to bed exhausted. We go to bed looking forward to the next week that we get together and lift up the name of Jesus. Whether you're gathering large or whether you're watching from home, let me tell you, you're a part of a community. You are not isolated. You are not by yourself. You may be the only person in your apartment room right now today, but let me tell you, you are a part of a church community. And we want you to know that we celebrate your life. We celebrate the call of God on you. And as you choose to celebrate this season, even at its crisis and crossroads, you are choosing to build your values. Can I ask you what impresses you? What gets your applause? Because it reveals a lot about what you value. If you, you celebrate people, you, 
then you value people. Celebrate profit, then that reveals a value also. What are we celebrating? And what are we building? See, celebration builds your values, but secondly, today, celebration builds your relationships. Throughout the Bible, we see Jesus we see him celebrating the people around him, looking into their eyes, valuing them, giving them time. People are never an interruption to Jesus. Can I speak to you today? Your life, the things that you're walking through, they are never an interruption to Jesus. But when we look at Jewish culture also, we see that God himself institutes celebration time and time again throughout Jewish culture so that people are brought back to a place of celebration. God, I remember what you've done, and I remember who I am in you. I love the power of celebration because you're able to celebrate in any season. Psalms chapter 118, the psalmist says over and over again, his love endures forever. Wherever you are, can you just say that with me? His love endures forever. Come on, one more time, say it out loud. You may be all by yourself, his love endures forever. I wanna encourage you, the pain that you're walking through today, it will not endure forever. The broken heart that you don't know how to heal, it will not endure forever. The feelings of insufficiency, the feelings of not being able to gain your ground in this current climate and everything that you are facing, friends, that feeling will not endure forever. The sickness in your body, it will not endure forever. Your children running from God, it will not endure forever. The brokenness in your marriage, it will not endure forever. There is only one thing that will endure forever. His love endures forever forever and ever and ever. Love what the psalmist says in verse 13. He's choosing to focus on the love of God instead of focusing on his pain, instead of focusing on the things that he can't change. He says, I was pushed back and about to fall. What a picture. But the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. You see, you may feel like you're losing ground, Friends, you might just be gaining ground. You stay committed to your local church. You stay leaned in. You stay committed to serving in the ways that are available to you today. You stay committed to praying for your pastors, pastors Levi and Nadia. You stay committed to speaking life. And friends, you may feel like you're losing ground, but you might just be gaining it. Psalms 145.16 says this about the God that we serve. You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Just wherever you are, why don't you just open up your hands like this? Just open up your palms in front of you. What's not to love about a God that approaches you like this? That he comes to you with open hands, that he seeks to satisfy every desire within your heart. Let me ask you something. If God approaches you with open hands, why are your fists clenched? Why are you trying to regain control 
of a life that you are never meant to be in control of? Why are you trying to fix the pieces of your broken heart all by yourself? Why are you trying to figure it out all alone, friends? There's only one way to come to Jesus, and that's with your hands and your heart open, fully surrendered. There is no way that you can receive everything that God wants to give to you as he stands before you with open hands waiting to satisfy you if your hands are clenched shut trying to figure it out on your own. No, friends, this is how we stand. Lord, teach me to be your disciple. Teach me to stand boldly proclaiming in faith your truth in society. God, teach me to be a woman of the word, a man of the word. God, teach me to press into prayer. God, teach me that I surrender my life, give you everything. Here I am, here I am. You can have it all, you can have it all. Here I am. Here I am, you can have it all. And at that moment, when your prayer is, you can have it all. Friends, as you celebrate the open hands of God that has always been extended towards you, celebrating who he is is a transformative experience. All of a sudden, a transformation takes place when you celebrate your relationship with God. You receive everything that he is, and he takes everything that you've been holding on that's been hurting you. See, the Bible tells us that he'll give you the oil of joy for your mourning, that he'll give you beauty for your ashes. God wants to give you peace for your pain. If you give him your past, he will give you a brand new future. If you will choose to celebrate the God that you serve. You see, this must be the place. Not later this year, not next year, not when you fix yourself and pull it all together, but friends, right here, right now, this must be the place that you declare. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And as you build your relationship with Jesus, friends, you are building your very life. You can redeem the most common moments. I've been a mom for three years, but before I gave birth to my first son, which I've got two boys, Wyatt Wesley, Wild Wesley, and I've got a baby girl on the way. I'm 31 weeks pregnant. But you know, for eight years, we prayed that God would give us a baby. Maybe you're in that infertility season. Continue to trust God. Continue to celebrate even in the wait. God wants to fill you with strength right here, right now. But during those eight years of waiting, I discovered who God is and I discovered who I am in him. And you know, now that I have a baby after eight years of asking God to give us a child, I redeem the most common moments. I celebrate in the craziest circumstances. One of my favorite places to thank and praise God is at the diaper changing table because when I'm changing those diapers of my boys, it's the perfect time for me to say, God, thank you that my boys' intestines work properly. Thank you that their organs are healthy. God, thank you that I have a baby to change their diapers. And friends, I wanna encourage you. You can praise God with something stinky in your hands. You can redeem your routine.
routine, whether you're in your cubicle or at the coffee shop or at your dining room table with your family, it's the perfect time in the midst of your crisis to say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You're not wasting time, you're investing it. You're not going through the motions. His grace is in motion in your life. Today is the day. This must be the place. I choose to celebrate. Celebration builds, well, it builds your values. Secondly, celebration builds your relationships. But lastly today, celebration builds your joy. Celebration builds your joy. Psalms 118 verse 15 says this, shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted up. Still the same chapter, same guy in the same tough predicament, but he declares verse 13, I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. I love this because you can tell that his life was at stake, but he's not backing down from the faith that he has in the God that he celebrates. He says, I will proclaim of what the Lord has done. I will not die, I will live. And I speak over you today. Whatever the doctor's report, whatever the current situation in your marriage, however your children are running from God, friends, he still has a plan. Continue to celebrate his goodness. He hasn't abandoned you. He hasn't left you. He wants to build you. He wants you to know who he is and who you are in him. Celebration builds your joy. And as it builds your joy, it builds your strength. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you wanna be strong right now, if you don't wanna bend to the pressures of society, if you wanna stand with love in your heart and truth on your lips, well, friends, you need some strength. How do we get strength? Well, we get joyful. Well, how do you get joyful? It's just a cycle. If you wanna get strong, you need joy. If you need joy, what do you need to do? You need to get grateful. Sounds like you need to find something to celebrate today. Sounds like you need to awaken to the blessings of this moment, not last year or the year before or five years ago, not in a year when things are a little more stable. No, right here, right now. You need to find the things around you to be grateful for and to give God praise. It'll build your joy and it'll build your strength. Last summer, I was on the lake with my husband, my two boys. We were out on the water, actually in Alabama, and uh, my brothers were with me, and we were just enjoying the day, just an ordinary day. We pulled into a restaurant on the water. We ate outside, had some hot dogs. And as we were pulling out of the restaurant on our little boat, there was another boat pulling in to the restaurant. And it was full of what looked to be like just a group of grandparents having a great day. You know, we didn't know them, we weren't talking to them, we were just leaving, but as we were pulling out and they were pulling in, they started to shout at me from across the water. I'll never forget it, they started to shout, your kids are gonna grow up and leave you. I was like, okay, 
Maybe they've had a little bit too much to drink today. I have no idea what this is about. And they were just laughing and yelling at us. Your kids are gonna grow up. They're gonna leave you one day. And then I'll never forget what came out of their mouth. And they started to shout at me and they said, this is the best day of your life. This is the best day of your life. Now friends, I did not wake up that morning thinking it was the best day of my life. I, that thought hadn't even crossed my mind. But man, as we pulled out of that restaurant and I had my two baby boys in my arms, all of a sudden the joy and their ability to celebrate the season that I was in suddenly ignited my heart on fire with a gratitude and an awareness of the moment that I was within. And I started to hold my boys a little bit tighter and my heart started to recite those words. This is the best day of my life. This is the best day of my life. So you don't have to know anyone. You don't even have to know them personally. You don't have to have ever talked to them before for their joy not to reach you and multiply into your heart. Joy is your strength. And as we gather together online, in person, in small groups, in our families, around our dinner tables, in community, and we celebrate what God is doing right here, right now, well, it builds our strength for today and gives us vision for tomorrow. This must be the place. This is the best day of your life because this is all your promise. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not promised to us, but today, well, today, God wants to open up your eyes to all that he has surrounded you with. You have the strength you need to fight the battles in front of you. You have the wisdom through the word of God that you need to make the decisions that you're making this week. You have the discernment as you lean into the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's gonna lead you, he's gonna guide you. This must be the place. Celebration, it builds your joy. It builds your strength. We may be able to start something by sheer willpower and vision. But friends, if you don't have joy, this is a word for somebody today, you're gonna break down sooner or later. Joy is the strength that you desperately need to finish this race that God has placed in front of you. Celebration directs your perspective. It strengthens you in every single season. What are you celebrating? Oh, I know. I know it's a tough time in our society. I know that as Christ followers, we take a different path. Can we celebrate as we walk? Can we find joy in the journey? Home is always a journey, but friends, you'll never, ever walk alone. See, celebration builds your values. Celebration builds your relationships, and celebration, it builds your strength and your joy. The first week of quarantine last year, as COVID swept around the globe, it was March. All of us can go back to that first week and how drastically our lives changed and how none of us anticipated it, how deeply it would affect all of us. And we were all in our homes and in our neighborhood, you know, people are always too busy to be out on the street walking, but now all of us were in our homes and for the first time, all the neighbors are getting to know each other and everybody's 
walking down the street, getting some fresh air, talking. Something that Rich and I would do is walk our baby boys every day. We continue to do that every day. I'll never forget that first week walking and meeting so many people that I'd never met before because we all had been slowed down to the place that we could actually have real conversations. I believe that this season is a season for the church to shine its very brightest. I believe that even in the middle of the, of the squeezing and the pressing and the confusion and the pain, that God, he's elevating the church to be a light, to speak truth without fear, to stand for his promises, to pour out love and to show the world what they are searching for. And you know, we were just walking. We were overwhelmed. We didn't know how are we gonna lead the church? How are we gonna support our community? God, how are you gonna provide? Just like every single other person was asking the same questions about their individual paths. And as we were walking down the street, I'll never forget with the stroller, we saw one of our neighbors and she was in her front yard and there, were, there was a big hedge in her front yard with some red berries and she was picking them. She had a bowl and she was picking these berries and I stopped to talk to her and I asked, what are you picking? What are these? I've never seen them before. She said, well, Don Cherry, these are star cherries and they're high in antioxidants and you can put them in smoothies. They're yummy, they're great. Here, why don't you try one? And I took it, I said, thank you. And as I kept walking down the road with my babies and Rich, my husband, you know, I ate that star cherry and I, I loved it. And I had this thought in my heart, God, it would be so cool. Like this is just a thought, just that silent prayer. God, it would be so cool to have a fruit tree in our yard one day. I would love that. That would be so cool if one day I could actually have fruit in my own yard. I kept walking, came home, put our kids to sleep, woke up, still in quarantine, trying to work from home. You know all about it. And in the afternoon, my boys were playing outside in our yard. I get this yell, I hear this yell from my son Wyatt from the back of our yard, mom, come play with me, come be with me. So I run out to the back finally. And as I go to the back of our yard, I look down at my feet and in the gravel by the back fence are some dried up rotten red berries at my feet. And I look at the hedge, I didn't see anything, but I started digging through the hedge in the back of our property and sure enough, the very berries, those star cherries that I had seen the day before in my neighbor's yard were actually growing in my yard. I ran inside, I grabbed a stepladder, I got a bowl, and I started to bring in my hidden harvest. Now friends, I've lived in that house for years and I have never ever noticed those berries before I'd always been too busy to survey what was actually growing in my backyard and and I know that 2020 and that 2021 has been a year of crisis of God forming who you are in the midst of the fire of you choosing to walk the path of faith. I know it's been difficult. I know it has stretched every part of you. I know that for some of you, your heart is broken. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like your life is still on shaky ground. But I also believe in the middle of the pain that this is a season of a hidden harvest. I believe that this is a season for you to survey the soil of your life for you to look closely at what you're sowing, what's actually growing in your life. 
What harvest is falling to the ground and rotting because you don't have the eyes to see it or to celebrate it? Because I believe that the word of God to you today is this must be the place that there is more than enough to lead you through the season that you face, that God is faithful and he has already provided a harvest for your life. Will you awaken to it? Because this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm praying that God opens up your eyes to the opportunity for you to shine the light of Jesus to your city and your world like never before, for you to dig into the scriptures and allow God to form your spiritual man, your spiritual woman, for you to know who you are in Christ, for you to lean into leadership, for you to lean into serving your local church, for you to lean into loving the people around you. Friends, this must be the place. It starts when you choose to celebrate. That's when your eyes are opened to everything that God has provided. Right here, right now. I wanna pray for you wherever you are. If you say, Don Shuri, today the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. He's reminded me of the strength that I have when I choose to celebrate, that, that I get to build my life through celebration. If that's you, no hesitation. I just want you to respond wherever you are. Don Shree, what do you mean? Well, I just want you to shut yourself away with God. Close your eyes wherever you are. Have a moment with Him. I want you to lift your hand if that's you. Don Shree, I, I wanna celebrate. I wanna celebrate and build my life, build the lives of others. Can I pray for you? Lord, I pray right now for every single person under the sound of my voice. Lord, people that they have been unable to celebrate because maybe they didn't deem it appropriate. Maybe they thought it was shallow. Maybe they thought it was unnecessary. But today, through the power of your word, you've illuminated our hearts to see that it is a necessity to get through our day-to-day. -day. Lord, let us build our lives through celebration. Let us build our lives, Lord, as we choose to lean into your promises despite our current situation and season strengthen people from the inside out. And God, I just pray for those that have never surrendered their life to Jesus. In fact, if you've never chosen to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. No hesitation. I'm not asking if you've been to church before. I'm not asking if your parents have faith. I'm asking, is Jesus your Lord and your Savior? Do you know him? Do you have a personal relationship with him? If not, I simply want you to pray this prayer with me today. Say, dear Jesus, today I choose to throw my life into your hands. I'm celebrating your rescue. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Forgive me of my sins. I wanna walk with you. I wanna talk with you. I wanna celebrate you. I love you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, oh, come on. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, we love you. Vuk Church loves you, local church. Until next time, we're in this together. We are so glad you joined us for the Local Church Podcast. To get connected, please follow us on social media and check out our website for groups and other ways to get involved.